You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown, Las Vegas! We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field and bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get, get it, it on. Here's your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. Welcome back. It is time for Silver and Black today. Thanks for being back with us. We are an Odyssey original podcast. You can also hear the show on 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and also early in the morning on Sunday, 11.40 a.m., The Bet as well. Yes, over the airwaves, you can check out your Raiders and listen to us. Do us a favor, though. If you don't subscribe to the podcast already, we'd really appreciate it if you do that. Anywhere you get your podcast, just search for Silver and Black today and then turn on the auto downloads. That way, anytime and every time we publish a new episode, guess what? It's going to be right there for you. So we appreciate you doing that. And I say we because it's not just me. It also includes my broadcast partner, Mr. Mo Moten. He is a national NFL writer at Bleacher Report and also the Raiders columnist up on SportsNot.com where you can read both of our work can follow him on Twitter at Mo Moton, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am at LV Gully, and the show is S-N-B, the three letters, today, which you can also follow us on TikTok and Instagram, where you can check us out as well, too. So, Mo, here we go. Uh, not much going on in the NFL uh, Wednesday, coming into Thursday, right? Nothing, no, no big news or anything? Uh, oh, wait, wait, yeah, Tom Brady retired. And an emotional Instagram post on Wednesday morning, yesterday morning, Tom Brady said, hey, I'm out for good. And I guess we got to believe him. It's not boxing. So I don't think he's going to come back three times. But uh, God, he said he wasn't going to get emotional and then started to get emotional towards the end. Uh, first, let's we're going to get to what this means for the Raiders, of course. But first, let's talk about, because I know you spent all day Wednesday with Bleacher Report writing a million stories about Tom Brady. But let's talk about Tom Brady's legacy. I mean, yes, seven Super Bowls. We know what he did. But now the NFL, this is a big uh, page turning for the NFL, Mo. I mean, for Tom Brady to step aside, one of the greats, the last of his generation, the Peyton Mannings of that era, those guys that all, uh, Drew Brees, they're all gone now from the game with Tom Brady 
stepping away. Uh, what did Tom Brady mean for the NFL? What is his overall legacy outside of just the Super Bowl? Winning, dedication, and discipline. Mm. If I were to sum it up, winning obviously has seven rings. Dedication because the guy, I mean, let's be honest, the guy's lost his marriage for this, <laughs> if you <laughs> think about it. Um, which is why I thought he would come back for another year because of all the turmoil he went through in his personal life to to get back on the field and play another year. Well, he did say he wanted to play till he's 45, and he he made it there. And discipline. A lot of people make fun of him for way he takes care of his body during the season. But Mr. Avocado Ice Cream, I mean, as I've said <laughs> in previous shows, he hasn't missed a game due to injury since 2008, which is remarkable for a guy who played up until he was 45 years old. So you have young guys coming to the league, their bodies are falling apart. And sometimes injuries are, you can't avoid injuries and it has nothing to do with conditioning, just, you know, physical football game wearing on the body. But he took, he spent, I'm, I'm guessing, I don't know this for sure, but I would guess that he spent millions on his body to keep his body right. Kind of reminds me of LeBron James in the NBA. Those guys are basically Ironman to go from start off from where they were and to continue playing without a lot of dips in their, in their uh, play on the field as far as availability is concerned. But the question is, I mean, the question that always comes up, uh, up is, is he the greatest of all time? And I think when you think about that title, when you think about the GOAT title, um, you have to look at winning, absolutely. You have to look at that, right? I mean, there's been great quarterbacks in the history that we've talked about, uh, the Dan Marinos of the world who never won a Super Bowl but were one of the greats for sure. Tom Brady, because of his longevity, because of his seven rings, because of what he was able to do and how he was able to do it, to your point about the discipline, is there any question in your mind that he is the greatest quarterback till this point in NFL history? Definitely that I've seen with my own eyes. I, I hate comparing guys who I've watched versus guys who I haven't watched. Mm -hmm. Only been on this earth for about close 37 years now. And Tom Brady, among the quarterbacks that I've watched with my own two eyes, Tom Brady is the best quarterback uh, in football in, in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to, if of course, we're on a Raiders podcast, so a lot of, <laughs> a lot of fans are not, are not going to agree with that. But in terms of winning, in terms of what he's done with his career, it's got to be up there at number one. And, and a lot of folks, I think a lot of detractors for Tom Brady bring up the fact that, okay, he played in a bad division for all those years, which is absolutely true. Uh, he played for Bill Belichick, system quarterback. He dumped the ball off a lot. He was, you know, checked down the thing that Derek Carr used to get criticized for all the time. Check down passes, all this kind of stuff. To me, I don't buy it because guess what? You can be in a bad division. Yes, you get a little bit of an easier road, but you still got to win the games. You still got to win the Super Bowls. You still got to win the AFC championships. I know uh, when you're talking about the tuck rule and all that jazz that Raider fans are still fired up for many of them who weren't even alive or children at the time. Um, but nonetheless, I think that you look at what he was able to do and and you could not like him. That's totally fine. Just like and I talk about it with you all the time here on the show. I don't like the New York Yankees. In fact, I despise the New York Yankees, but I respect 27 championships and I respect players that played in the past, including Reggie Jackson, including Derek Jeter. I can respect those guys and not like them. Uh, and I think with Tom Brady, if you don't like him, that's fine. But there's no way you can argue with me that he is not the best guy of his generation and that he is not someone 
who worked his tail off to earn everything he got. I don't care about calls. I don't care about that jazz. That's one game. Overall, this guy earned it. Definitely earned it, and that's why, to tie us back into the Raiders, this is why I felt like Tom Brady was the best pops possible option as the Raiders are planning to pivot away from Derek Carr because I felt like he was the one free agent option. I said free agent option, mm-hmm. not trade. He was the one free agent option I felt like the Raiders could possibly upgrade the quarterback position simply because Tom Brady knows Josh McDaniel's system and, again, what he's accomplished. So without Tom Brady now in the picture – I tweeted out on Wednesday that it seems more likely to me that Jared Stidham is going to be or could be should be in the running to be the starting quarterback for 2023. And I know that's not going to excite a lot of fans, but going back to a a quarterback plan for the Raiders, as you know, I'm not I'm not a Jimmy Garoppolo guy Too hurt for my (laughs) too many injuries too hurt for my liking. The guy right now is is recovering from a broken foot. Mm -hmm. He misses too much time every other season. So what I could see happening now that Tom Brady's out of the picture, the Raiders go with Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham's been with Josh McDaniels over the last four years going back to New England. So he's comfortable in that system. He just needs more playing experience. And then the Raiders draft the quarterback in the first round, which you would have as a Jared Stidham in a rookie battle, but in, in a full-blown quarterback competition in the offseason. Again, I know that doesn't sound great for a guy like Devontae Adams, or Josh Jacobs, if they resign him, or Raider fans who want to go to games and expect to win a lot of games. But this is the likely path because if you think about it, what are the other options? Jacoby yeah. Brissett, a lot of people say Brissett, but as I said, as I said, Jarrett Stidham has been with Josh McDaniels for the last four years. Brissett hasn't played under McDaniel since I think 2016. Yeah. And as I said, I don't like the Jimmy Garoppolo option because of the injuries are concerned. Jarrett Stidham to me. Barring a trade, a blockbuster trade for Aaron Rodgers, reuniting him with Devontae Adams, Jared Sim, to me, is a front runner for the spot or a rookie coming out of the draft. Right, and and I think that you know we we talked about it on the show last week, or excuse me, last Tuesday, this past couple days ago, and that's what I said. I hope that they had done, and, and you had advocated for Brady and thought that was the best route, and I said no, we got to go big, bold in the draft. I mean, that means even if you got to move up in the draft, if you like those guys, see, I we don't know. Here's the thing. We're all guessing whether or not uh, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels like one of the top three quarterbacks. Now, there's a couple other quarterbacks. You talk about Richardson, some of those guys later uh, in the second, third round. But overall, the three big guys, Levis, Stroud, and Young, we don't know how they feel about them. They might not like them and, and go offensive line or defensive line in the first round. Totally fine. Whatever. But if they do like one of those guys, then moving up to get them makes sense. But... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't like putting the pressure on that rookie, even if they're taken in the in the first five picks, to to have to come in and start on a team that's trying to turn it around, especially when you're going to re, rejigger that offensive line. So to me, 
yeah, having Jarrett Stidham there, and then maybe they do get another veteran to push him, not a Garoppolo, not that level of guy, but somebody else to come in and push on Stidham and to have a third quarterback. I think with a rookie there, you might want a third quarterback um, uh, just in case of injury, right, to have a veteran in the building in case something happens. So we'll see what happens with there. But I think this whole Tom Brady thing, I saw a lot of Raider fans on Wednesday, Mo, when the announcement came out, like very jubilant and while I understand the ribbing around the Tom Brady stuff and that they don't like Tom Brady, this actually puts the Raiders into a different position and a much more uncertain position at the quarterback position because the entire NFL believed that if Tom Brady was going to play, the Raiders had a pretty good chance. In fact, that they were the favorite to land him. So now that I w- if I was a fan, I would be very, very careful about celebrating that you didn't get the greatest quarterback of all time. And instead, you might be with Jared Stidham, which after two weeks, if he doesn't perform well, then you're going to be screaming about why they don't have a quarterback. This is my thought. If you're going to take a step back and get a quarterback that's lesser than Derek Carr, then you go as cheap as you can. Yeah. And right. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to come cheap. He, he's played in the Super Bowl before. He has a lot of starting experience. So even though he's hurt a lot, He's going to command a decent salary. I could see him getting 25 to 30 million. A lot of people say that's preposterous because he's hurt right now. But again, once you take a quarterback off the market and and there are less options, there are fewer options available, the quarterbacks who are available, their value goes up a bit. So on one hand, the Raiders lose one quarterback option. But on the other hand, I look at it also from a positive perspective. Now, Derek Carr's value goes up because now there's one Mm -hmm. fewer quarterback available that's going to be available in the open market so one fewer team is going to get a quarterback this offseason so i feel like the trade value for Derek Carr goes up a bit also i won't talk about his pro bowl uh <laughs> trip because if you, you're not if gonna you take follow, a victory lap no because if you follow the nfl and how the pro bowl is voted on you know the pro bowl is being being nominated to go to the pro bowl is not a big deal depending yeah. on what your numbers were i mean tyler hudley is going to the Pro Bowl, and he threw two <laughs> touchdown passes and three interceptions in four games. Right. If Tyler Hudley's getting into the Pro Bowl, then that no disrespect to Tyler Hudley, but it completely no. devalues the Pro Bowl. So I understand while Derek Carr can say, "I've this is my fourth Pro Bowl," we understand that Derek Carr was benched at the end of the year for for reasons that the Raiders wanted to move on. We understand that Derek Carr didn't have one of his good years, and anybody who watched football knows that. So to me, the Pro Bowl nomination doesn't mean anything as far as Carr's value is concerned. What you're looking at is that now that Tom Brady's out of the picture, another team that may have targeted Tom Brady now can look to Derek Carr and say, we, we're willing to give up draft capital for him. It's interesting, too, because I wrote on SportsNot on Tuesday, and so so it, it, it goes to show you when you write in the journalism business, sometimes you can write something and the shelf life can be like an hour. And so I wrote a piece on Tom Brady was a better fit in San Francisco. And now he's out of the picture. San Francisco's in a tight position because they have two quarterbacks, Trey Lance uh, and and Brock Purdy, both with injuries, both required surgery. Of course, Trey Lance is ahead on the re- rehab part of it because it happened early in the season, but it was an ankle break. So it's not like it was a, a, a small injury. And then you have the only injury for Brock Purdy. They, got, they have to be in the vet, veteran quarterback market. They have to be. So could you see Derek Carr in San Francisco? 
I don't think so, simply because of what they would have to pay Derek Carr. At this point, Derek Carr is the best free agent option that's going to be available. Because after Derek Carr, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. And Kyle Shanahan has already said he doesn't see a but scenario no. where what, what if they traded? What if they traded for him and then they just get that one year of the contract and then they can get out of it next year for $7 million bucks? I, I just don't see it, simply because they... They gave up so much capital for Trey Lance. Remember, they mm-hmm. gave up mm-hmm. they gave up multiple draft picks, high draft picks for to get up for Trey Lance. I think if they get a veteran, it'll be a low cost veteran versus a, a guy like Derek Carr, who's probably at the top of the market. Because remember, they're going to be bidding if if there is a bidding war or bidding competition for Carr, they're going to be competing with other teams to to get the Raiders' ear, and the Raiders are going to go for the best deal possible. And I sure. just don't see the 49ers going above and beyond to get a Derek Carr when they have two young guys, one who should be, they said both should be available by training camp. So it's right. it, it, it'll be a different situation if Purdy was going to be out for the entire 2023 season, then I'd say possibility. But the fact that both of them should be ready for training camp lets me know that the 49ers are fine with going with the young guys because they trust Kyle Shanahan's play calling. I've watched several quarterbacks go to the 49ers and they've had their best years under Kyle Shanahan. It's really interesting, though, too, because, listen, Kyle Shanahan, I know he's gotten to the Super Bowl, hasn't won it. And some fans want to fire him over that, which is ridiculous. But nonetheless, he's gotten there. uh, And so he's not on any kind of hot seat, but certainly he wants to win. You have your windows, right, with with your guys. Now, even though with a young quarterback, he's got now two quarterbacks on rookie deals. One, a ridiculous rookie deal because he was the last pick in the draft, making nothing, basically. So you look at their situation there, uh, and then you look at the Raiders situation where they're a little in a much different position. And so, yeah, trading uh, that out. And, and Mo, Mo, we heard right before we take the break. By the way, we're going to talk about free agent quarterbacks for the Raiders in the next segment uh, after we get through the break. But real quick, before we go to the break, Mo, the, the draft, we did hear Chicago looks to be saying, hey, Justin Fields is our guy, duh, which it should have been all along. And so they're looking to trade the number one pick in the draft. Um, I don't think the Raiders, we talked about it on Tuesday, I don't think the Raiders should do that. It would cost them too much. The question for you is what team that needs a quarterback and really wants that quarterback will trade for that number one pick? I think Indy is the leading candidate in my book because I think they're a little more desperate. Their owner is a little more of a wild card. Yeah, I would agree there simply also because a team could hop in front of Indy. Remember, Mm -hmm. the Cardinals don't need a quarterback, and they're sitting at number three. So Indy has to look at it as if we stay put at number four and we like one of the one of our top one of two guys. What if Houston takes one guy and then a team jumps in front of us like the Panthers Mm -hmm. at number three and takes the other guy? So Indy has to be proactive, in my opinion, because they don't want (laughs) to. If it is two quarterbacks that they like and they're lukewarm on the third, you want to move up to make sure you get your guy. Absolutely. It should be interesting, though. I think the first round, we we say it every year that there might be some trades, but I think this year with the quarterbacks and the needs of these teams, there actually might be some yeah. some movement in that top five or top six. So it'll be exciting to watch. All right, we're going to step aside for our first break. When Mo and I come back, we're going to talk about free agent options. We dabbled in it a little bit there as we were talking about this Tom Brady news this week, but we're going to get into more specifics on some of the guys uh, that we could see in the silver and black now that Tom Brady is off the market. Make sure you don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mo and Scott. This is Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. We'll be right back.